You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. All right, welcome back to Real Presence Live. I gave a daily homily a couple days ago. It it became quite popular, and I'm not sure why. But anyway, it was a gospel where our Lord talks about children, and he spoke about not one of them being lost. And I I told the story of this partially deaf boy who came home from school with a note. And and the note suggested that his parents take him out of school. Uh... This is, this is an old school note. Uh, the, the note indicated that he was, quote, too stupid to learn, and his parents should take him out of school. So the, mother's, uh, uh, the mother read the note and, and, you know, didn't, you know, like protest the school board or anything. She just simply said, my son Tom is not too stupid. I'm going to teach him myself. So maybe the first documented homeschooling we had in the 1850s. Anyway, when this, when this Tom uh, died many years later, the whole nation paid tribute to him. You know how they paid tribute to him? By turning off the nation's lights, because he had invented them. And, and, and Thomas Edison not only invented the principle of the light bulb we have today, but also the principle of the motion picture we watch, the principle of the record player we listen to. Because his mother did not give up on him, uh, he has over a thousand patents to his credit. And so, anyway, in this homily, I, I spoke about our Lord not wanting to lose one of them and how our battle for life uh, continues in, in the church, and, and it will. And really, the exciting time we're in right now because. We are at an abortion crossroads in our country with the case entitled Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization. On uh, last Wednesday, on the 1st of December, the court um, took up uh, the, its most important abortion case in, in a generation. Uh, and th- there's a question as to uh, how, how this will, will turn out. Um, uh, how how are the justices going to maneuver their way out of of truly a, a a thicket that they never should have entered 50 years ago with Roe v. Wade? Uh, and we have to continue to pray that none of them be lost. 62 million children have since January 22nd of 1973. Uh, Roe v. Wade is is uh, built on sand. And by sand, I mean um, the amendment that really remade America, which is the 14th Amendment. Um, some think that the First Amendment is, is so important. It is, guaranteeing speech. What's, what's your most important amendment? Gun rights, maybe the second. Uh, criminal defense lawyers may say the fifth. But, but really, it, it's the 14th uh, Amendment. It, it wasn't even in the Bill of Rights. Uh, which bars states from abridging what it calls the privileges or immunities of citizens uh, depriving the person of life, liberty, or property. Uh, The 14th Amendment not only changed the structure of our federalism, but it extended the protection of fundamental rights as to how you interpret them. That's what Roe v. Wade is based on the 14th Amendment. And the question will be, 
with the Constitution not mentioning anything about abortion, and we have originalists now on the court, will this question of morality be rightly turned back to democracy, to the states? And here in North Dakota, we have, we have such a backlog of trigger laws. Uh, a, a North Dakota will essentially become uh, abortion-free, should Roe versus Wade be rolled back or this given back to the states. Now, I'm going to tell everybody here, if that happens, all hell's going to break loose because the media is, is heavily invested in the abortion industry, as is the entertainment industry invested in the abortion industry. And this, this decision, um, as quietly as it kind of took off on Wednesday, is going to be, is going to be very interesting uh, to watch. And it's, it's interesting just to look at uh, some of the responses of the justices. Uh, some have indicated that Kavanaugh may be reluctant uh, to overturn Roe. Uh, or to uh, reassign re, uh, it. Here's what Kavanaugh said during the hearings of, of, of Wednesday. He said, if you think about some of the most important cases, the most consequential cases in this court's history, there's a string of them mm-hmm. where the cases overruled precedent. Uh, some are concerned about Justice uh, 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 Roberts, or Justice, um, uh, as uh, not Alito, but he, he, here's, here's what Alito said. Uh, he, he asked a question, and he doesn't speak much. He asked, is it your argument that a case can never be overruled simply because it was egregiously wrong? So, so there's indication that there might be some movement on the federalism overreach of abortion, and um, we continue to pray that not one of them be lost. So I, I kind of tied in that, that gospel to the story of uh, Thomas Edison, which is enlightening, and then I just concluded how, you know, one of the best miracles we work in our lives is how we give life and uh, love to, to children. Uh, it was on that gospel of Matthew 18 where our Lord talks about children. Now, yesterday we had the great feast day of the Immaculate Conception. And I, I, I told a story, and I know we have many listeners in Williston. You know that I'm born and raised in Williston, so I have more Protestant friends than, than the average person. And I, 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 I like to have discussions with them. And I, I was in, in a religious discussion with one of them, and she finally said, you know, uh, the Catholic Church is just too much Mary. And I, I said, you know, why? What do you mean? She said, well, we, we all have to remember that Mary is just an ordinary woman. And so I said, you know, do you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? She said, well, of course we do. You know, Lutherans believe that. Do you believe that Jesus is the incarnate God, the Savior of the world? Yes. This was part of my homily yesterday at Corpus Christi. I said, well, if you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, the Savior of the world, how does an ordinary woman give birth to the Savior of the world who is without sin? And her response was, and I'll never forget it, she said, well, God will take care of that. And it it was sort of like, there's another Catholic in the making. And they're all over the place if you talk to them. 
You know, she didn't realize it, but she knew the need of the Immaculate Conception. Because in the Immaculate Conception, God took care of it. God took care of, he took care of it by preserving Mary from the stain of sin. So that that sin would not be passed on to our Lord. And that, that, that's why the, the gospel is always confusing for Catholics on the feast day of the Immaculate Conception because we, we, we listen to the gospel of the Annunciation. And so people think that the Immaculate Conception is the conception of, of Jesus in Mary's womb because that's the gospel we listen to. Mm-hmm. But, but, uh, but the church gives us that gospel because in that gospel of Annunciation, we have revealed in it the Immaculate Conception. And it's revealed as the angel of the Lord declared unto Mary. As Gabriel said one particular word to Mary, describing her that's never used again in the scriptures. And it's the Greek word, kikaritomene. Kikaritomene, which means highly favored one. Hail, he said, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. We don't have an ordinary woman here. We have a woman who was prepared for the salvific history by saying yes, and that's how salvific history began with Mary's yes. And Mary's role in salvific history will not end without her. She still has a role. She doesn't want to be the son of God. She wants to lead us to her son, like every mother wants to lead us to their children. Mary prays for us. Mary continues to be a model for us. Let's remember that she was the first Christian, the first to believe in Jesus, the first to anticipate Christmas. Mary was the first to celebrate Advent. That's why we have this beautiful feast day of the Immaculate Conception during the season of Advent, nine months from when we celebrate Mary's birth on September 8th. So Mary was the first to wait. And uh, we, we all need to remember that a lot of our lives are about waiting. A lot of moments in our lives. And basically, the, the living of our faith is waiting for what we cannot see to be realized. Waiting. God works through waiting. Patient waiting. And we can have joy as we wait if we wait with expectation. So as we continue to move through Advent, my first guest, Bishop Kagan, spoke about the themes of Advent readings. And I'm just highlighting a little more today the theme of the Immaculate Conception. And now we're going to move into the feast day of Juan Diego uh, later on in this hour. But let's remember that in the Immaculate Conception of Mary, um, as St. Thomas Aquinas said, It's fitting that at least one of Adam's children should be free of sin. Um, St. Thomas said, if God forgives sins, God can certainly prevent sins. And that's what the Immaculate Conception is all about. God taking care of it. God taking care of it. So that the Son of Man, the Son of God, the Savior of the world... Uh, can can be born. The Feast of the Immaculate Conception has been said that it's getting Jesus right, right? Because Jesus is true God. 
Let's not forget that the Immaculate Conception is, again, uh, getting Jesus right, uh, in that he is true man, so that he could be born of the Blessed Virgin Mary, who continues to pray for us, who continues to lead us to her Son. Those are some thoughts there from my homilies and from this uh, recent reflection on the Immaculate Conception yesterday. Uh, Michael, I, I, let's get back to our, our um, uh, banquets, some yeah. ba- banquet talk. Yes. You indicated, um, because our, our listeners need to know that, that their, uh, their willingness to support Real Presence Radio allows us, for example, uh, example to, be, to be on the air uh, right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, highlight again... Uh, where our banquets were, uh, the number of people that listened to our speakers, and um, your success as as you would rate them. Yes, well, thank you, Monsignor. And uh, Monsignor, thank you, uh, first of all, for your love for Real Presence Radio, your your love for our mission, and uh, your support, and you're such an advocate of our... our, uh, uh, Real Presence Radio. So thank you for that, and thank you for being the MC of our Bismarck Banquet. It was uh, an extraordinary evening with the bishop there. Bishop uh, got a standing ovation from a crowd of about 700 uh, with his c- comments. So we're certainly appreciative of Bishop Kagan. The number of priests at the uh, Bismarck Banquet banquet were uh, was just so impressive, and we, we thank our priests across the network for your support. And we're here to, to help you, pastors. We're here to help you. And so our banquets uh, uh, make up a, a good portion of our operating income. And without those, we would not be able to do what we do right now. And that is uh, help proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to some 10 dioceses in the upper Midwest. And so, uh, you know, we started off last month early, and uh, we went to Sioux Falls, and then uh, uh, two days later, we were in Rochester, Minnesota. The following week, uh, we were in Williston, North Dakota. That was our very first banquet, a uh, very successful banquet in Williston as uh, the Sioux Falls and uh, Rochester, Minnesota banquets were successful. So we did a lot of traveling. Good job. And then last uh, last week we were in Bismarck on Monday. And, uh, uh, gee, Steve Ray, you got to love the guy, uh, Baptist minister that, or excuse me, a Baptist uh, 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 that uh, believes so strongly in, in his uh, Baptist religion. And uh, all of a sudden he wanted to dig deeper and deeper, and he, he got... Uh, to a point of uh, studying the doctors of the, the fathers of the doctors of the church, and uh, and from there figured out figured out came to the conclusion that you know the the Catholics uh, have it right in terms of of their faith and uh, the presence. He was of the great Eucharist. to listen to, and I I always enjoy interviewing him here on this forum, and I I hope to do it again. His his latest book called the the Catholic Creed. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Ray is um, uh, just a powerful reminder of the gift we have in our in our Catholic faith, mm. and um, how how. Uh, we need to continue to learn about our faith because he called uh, uh, Catholics um, a ripe peach he could pick from a tree when he wanted to pull them away from the church. 
and uh, they, they they were trained. Uh, the Baptists were, you know, he, he said his they, they they were trained to to proselytize Catholics and to pull Catholics away. And then he started to look at it and decided, no, the the Catholic Church is is the true Church, and I can't do that anymore. Uh, uh, CatholicConvert.com is his website. He he's also good to travel with. He he goes to the Holy Land, and he does the. Uh, tours of St. Paul in Turkey, I know that. He, he has uh, local trips here in the United States as well. So anyway, Michael, we're going to take a short break, but, but I, I'm glad that the, the banquets were a success. We were blessed with good weather. Indeed. And uh, all of the speakers got in and they got out and you, you got you, you put on a lot of miles. And so we're, we're grateful for, for all of that as well. And we're grateful for all of our listeners, wherever you are. And, and many are traveling, listening to us. And uh, we wish you safe travel. So we're going to take a short break as we come up on 20 minutes past the hour. Uh, we'll be back in just one moment. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides quality machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet your production needs. Prototype to production, working together toward success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. Searching for more great Catholic content? Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com. Find Catholic news you can trust, information about events coming up in the local area, and the latest on what's happening at the RPR Network. And don't forget that you can listen to any of our stations around the clock from anywhere in the world. Need prayers for someone or something in your life? You can submit those through our online form for the entire family to pray for. Real Presence Radio, your family of faith and hope. Online at realpresenceradio.com. Have you ever known someone who has taken their own life? 50% of Americans have. I'm Father Chris Alar. For years, professionals have called the tragedy of suicide an epidemic, but we believe it has become a pandemic because more people in the world take their own life than die by all the wars or homicides combined. Do you know that there are more veterans who have killed themselves than were killed in the Vietnam War? And these numbers keep increasing, especially among the youth. And society doesn't help. Through misguided ways, such as shows like 13 Reasons Why, suicide has become glorified in our society. But there is hope. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. All right, it's good to be back with you. My name is Monsignor Schumacher. I'm your host. I'm uh, usually from my office at Corpus Christi in Bismarck, where I am pastor. But today I drove to Dickinson, North Dakota, and I'm coming to you live from uh, the Aspire Health Clinic. And I want to thank all of our listeners. It's great to be back in Dickinson. 
Uh, my mother and father were both born here. I have a lot of family here. I was a priest here for uh, a while at St. Wenceslas. It's good to be back in, um, in, in the west, as I say, southwestern North Dakota. And there, there's, al- there's always a different weather pattern here, M- Michael. The, the, the sky's like cleared when I got past Richardson. Yes, it's the it's the best place to live in North Dakota, Monsignor. Banana Belt, Southwest North Dakota. Mountain time, <laughs> mountain time. It's sunshine. Sun is shining. <laughs> uh, you probably had seventy degrees in the last ten days, somewhere well, along the line. Eight days ago, sixty-seven degrees. Uh, they was, see, I told you. Yeah. Uh, so it, I want to thank all of our listeners, and this this Sunday. We have, as Bishop Kagan indicated, Gaudete Sunday, Rejoice Sunday. Most laymen would would say that the priests and deacons are going to wear pink, but it is indeed rose. Rose is the color of joy. Uh, And we know that violet is the color of of Advent. It shouldn't be blue. Blue is not a liturgical color. Violet is the color of Advent. It's a a penitential color. And and rose is, uh, is very significant because rose is a lighter version of violet. And so uh, this Sunday, violet is going to be mixed with uh, the, the white of uh, the Christmas season to, to lighten it uh, because it, we, we need a break uh, from our penitential uh, time. Um, and it, it's truly a part of human nature. We, we, we cannot go on being a penitent for, forever. We, we, you know, we, we, we could sink into some gloom, some insincere gloom, rather than working at the definite and um, active spiritual work of, of the church called penance. Penance is essential. It's one of the marks of the church, but uh, the church knows human nature. And both Advent and Lent, there, there's a moment where the atmosphere of penance and preparation is brightened by, by light, by a shaft of light from the glorious seasons where we're preparing ourselves for. So we uh, get out those rose vestments uh, and that rose chasuble and that rose dalmatic. This third Sunday of Advent is called Gaudete Sunday, which means rejoice. Or as Bishop Kagan said, it also means rejoice in uh, because our Lord is near. And then remember we do this again, not on the third Sunday of Lent, but the fourth Sunday of Lent, which is called uh, Laetare Sunday. Uh, both Gaudete and Laetare mean rejoice, to be joyful. Uh, there are different kinds of joy. That's more complicated than I want to get into right now. Uh, but remember, our penitential violet is, is lightened uh, by, by, by the, the color of, of rose. And so you may see some rose poinsettias, some uh, flowers that, that, are, that are brought out. And let's get ready for Gaudete Sunday this Sunday. I'll be having Masses, of course, at Corpus Christi this weekend. And what I'm going to talk about is what brings us joy in our lives. And remember, joy is different than happiness. A joy is a state of our soul. Happiness is kind of a, an emotion that comes and goes. So I'm, I you know, drove out here, and uh, Michael said he's going to have a, a, a coffee for me, and that made me 
that made me happy. And then, <laughs> uh, or a donut for you, that made me happy. Or uh, now the donut's gone and maybe I'm not so happy. But jo- joy is more of a state of the soul than an emotion. And, and uh, in, in the gospel we're going to hear this weekend, uh, John, uh, is, John the Baptist is, is a- answering questions. And the questions he's getting from the crowds are, you know, what should we do? Uh, then the tax collectors um, ask him, teacher, what should we do? Uh, some soldiers approached him. This is how our gospel is going to begin this weekend. The soldiers approached him and asked, and what is it that we should do? And, and so uh, John the Baptist is, is giving them um, um, things that they should do uh, that bring them to truth and, and goodness and bring them joy. I'm going to, with my homily this weekend, and in fact, my parishioners are going to take it home in their bulletin, I'm going to give them things that, that we can do to bring joy in our lives daily. You can cut it out, put it on your bathroom mirror, and it, it's basically the teachings of Christ uh, is, is what we should do in Luke chapter 6. For example, uh, Jesus said, bless those who curse you. In that we find joy. Uh, Give to those who beg from you. Do good to those who hate you. Doing good to those who hate you brings you joy. Love your enemies. Have compassion for others. So I'm going to speak about what we can do as the, the teachers and the soldiers ask John the Baptist, what should we do? We need to remember what our Lord directed us to do. Uh, and it, it's these daily duties uh, that, that are, are truly heroic in, in so many ways. Some people think that a, that a hero is one that changes the world with doing something daring and something great. But let's remember that a hero is also one who doesn't necessarily change the world, but a hero is one who preserves the world by doing daily duties, repeated daily duties, often unseen, not that dramatic, but holy. And therein we we find our joy. So those are some of the themes that I'm going to speak on. And uh, if you uh, were thinking of going to Corpus Christi, you basically just heard the homily. So if you want to catch another homily somewhere, uh, you're free <laughs> to do that. Uh, Michael, we're going to take a break as we come up on the bottom of the hour. We got Bishop John Quinn uh, coming on. Uh, I thank Michael Kidrowski for keeping me on the air. It's All I had to do is drive out here and talk for two hours. I got the easy job. Very so, welcome. Michael, thanks for uh, getting us, uh, getting me on the air. And we're going to welcome Bishop John Quinn after the break. He's the diocese, um, the Bishop of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. He'll be with us uh, by phone. And so I hope you're having a good morning, and if not, um, I hope it gets better. We're coming up on 30 minutes past the hour. We'll take a break from Real Presence Live. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. 